Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you like to watch podcasts, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. We seriously use a lot of their products. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the cool labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, they have you covered. And is if you needed another reason to buy your protein from them, they now have all sorts of these boosts that you can add to your protein. I'm actually reading this off of the recent protein tub that I ordered. Caramel Macchiato Whey Protein Isolate Microfiltrated with Probiotic Boost, Super Greens Boost, Multivitamin and Mineral, Essential Amino Acids Boost, and Lion's Mane Mushroom Boost. And it still tastes phenomenal. So go to truenutrition.com, look at all of their great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in C-E-P-N in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You will not regret it and you'll never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social media. You can reach us at RaisedOnTheRadioSTL at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a new website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoomland. As usual, I'm going to let you start this off. You say you got a good topic for us. What do you got? No, I'm having issues. Uh, uh-oh. Like I got a, a major, major beef okay. and bone to pick. Okay. As as old as boomers would say, I have a bone to pick. Okay. Do you ever use StubHub to get tickets for anything? I have before, yes. Did you have any issues? I don't think so. Not that I remember, at least. Okay. Well, I've had two two major issues with this place, back to back. You know, show after show. Is this where you bought your Incubus tickets? I'll end on Incubus, but I'll start with the first problem, okay. which is why I called them, okay. and then I'll get to Incubus. Okay. So, I bought my wife for her for our anniversary tickets to see her favorite band, which is tomorrow night. And I did this back in April because our anniversary is in April. So, you know, I'm thinking the show's not until September. I don't need to worry about it <laughs> until September. Uh-huh. And this morning I go, you know what? I should probably 
just make sure that I have the tickets, right? I've been charged. I know I've been charged. I go into the StubHub app. I have no tickets. I go into my email, search all of my emails that I have. Nothing from StubHub with these tickets. So it takes three calls to StubHub for me to finally get an answer. The first person hung up on me. Nice. Second person. Second person told me I couldn't be helped fully until 9 a.m. our time. And then the third person made me repeat all of the information I had already given <laughs> to those two folks. And they went, you know, they I know they have scripts, they have to they have to hit like points and they have to say they have to make you say certain things and whatever. I get all that. And so when it finally comes time to find a resolution to my issue, he goes, You have the tickets. I go, okay, you have not listened to a single thing that I have said. I do not have the tickets. What is your email address? I go, I'm not giving you my email address again, because you're just going to tell me that that email address does not match the confirmation number that I gave you to start the call. I've already been through this with the other two people. What I'm telling you is, is I don't have the tickets. I have the confirmation number. You verified me as a person, as an actual person. (laughs) What do we do from here? I go, the person that I spoke to last time told me that you could contact the actual seller of these tickets. You know, StubHub is just a third-party application. Right. They don't actually sell you the tickets. Right. They don't have the tickets. Yeah. And he goes, no, sir, we cannot. And I go, no, 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 you can, because that's what I was told. I go, do you have call logs? Do you have call logs? You know that I've called two other times, right? He goes, no, sir, I don't. I go, all right, well, I have. I go, second of all, you do have call logs. I know how this world works. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm remaining calm, but I'm getting like to the point where I'm like, motherfucker, like you need to make something happen. Yeah. So I go, no, no, no. This is what I was told. This seller needs to be contacted. Well, sir, we can give you a credit, a StubHub credit, and then you can go back in and purchase the tickets. I go, so here's what you want me to do. You want me to rely on you giving me a credit. Then you want me to go back out and repurchase tickets to the show. I go, excuse me, what's your name again? Uh, Whatever he said. I go, do you know that this show's not sold out? He goes, no, sir, I don't. Then why would you offer that to me? Because what if it is? That credit means dick to me now. Right. Okay. So I go, no, no, no. The last person told me that I don't want the credit. I either want the, the the seller to be contacted and them to resend me the tickets or I want my money back. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the whole reason that I don't have the tickets is because when you have an iPhone and you have an Apple ID, sometimes when you go through apps like say StubHub, they put a block on the email. So it goes to the whatever. Let me tell you what it's called. So what it does is it sends it to it sends it to a private relay email, which means you can't get your tickets. It essentially means you're fucked, right? Now, StubHub doesn't let you know this. The seller doesn't let you know this. You're just fucked. Or if you're like me, you stay persistent. You go, hey, this was an anniversary present. Fuck faces. I want my tickets. Right. This is my wife's favorite fucking band. I want. So anyway, he goes, well, sir, as a one-time courtesy, we'll go ahead and contact the seller. We normally don't do this. I go, (laughs) as a common courtesy, I'm going to go ahead and let you do it. Right. He puts I'm on hold for 20, 25 minutes. Sir, I can't get a hold of the cell. I go, try again. (laughs) 
try again. <laughs> I go, you, I'll tell you why. I go, you tell you what, you try again. And if you can't get a hold of them, I'll let this go and you can give me a refund. Now, I'm already worried about that, which takes me to the incubus story eventually. He ends up getting hold of the seller and he asks me for he asks me for a new email. The seller sends me the tickets. I finally have the tickets. Great. So now I don't have to, now we can go. I don't have to worry about. So here's why I was worried about a refund. So I get an email from StubHub saying, sorry, the Incubus is not rescheduling the show. So you can either get a credit worth 120% of the amount you spent into your StubHub wallet, or you can request a cash refund. So I'm like, I don't want the credit. I'm not going to spend right. over a thousand dollars. I'm not trying to, you know, flex right now, but I'm not going to spend over a thousand dollars on concert tickets before the end of the fucking year. I'm right. just not. Right. So I want the money back. So I, you have to go into your StubHub wallet and hit request cash refund. And then it doesn't give you a confirmation or anything. It just says in 30 days, we'll process your refund. 30 fucking days. I got to wait 30 days for $1,200. Jeez. Right? So while I'm on the phone with this person from StubHub, I ask them about this. And they go, you received an email confirmation. I go, nope. I've already told you twice. And the person I spoke to before <laughs> twice, I did not receive a confirmation saying that I'm getting a refund. It was sent on such and such date. I go, man, I don't know how many times I have to repeat this. I will read you verbatim what the email says. Nowhere does it mention that I have a, requen- a refund requested. Right. So it puts me on hold again. And he goes, oh, you'll get a refund once, or I'm sorry, you'll get an email once the refund is processed. I go, that doesn't really tell me much. No, so it, it, likely, it, it, it's likely it releases you off the phone with him so he doesn't have to deal with you anymore. And then you don't get your refund email and then it's all you Correct. have to go back through all so of in 30 again. days when yeah. i don't have a refund i'm going to be calling them back uh-huh. yeah that's essentially what's that what that means yeah and i tweeted when i did that when i hit request refund and it just took me to a screen and told me that and then it disappeared i tweeted a screenshot of that and i added stubhub and they did not respond so the reason i bring this up is i want to ask our listeners if you have used StubHub before and you have requested a refund, did you in fact even get a fucking refund? Please let us know on Facebook, Twitter, email us, comment on the videos, whatever. I just yeah. want to know. Right. Anyway, so we're going to see Interpol tomorrow. Yay. Okay. Well, I mean, at least you kind of made it through it all and got there. But dude, that's. I, mean, I don't like spending an I, hour on the phone with anyone. I know. And there's that. Like, who has time to spend an hour on the phone with anyone? And then. Half the time you spend that hour on the phone with whoever it is, and then they hang up on you, or something along those lines. And now you no, have no, to- they don't hang up. The call got disconnected. Oh, of course, yeah, of course, that's what it was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And believe me, I wouldn't have pushed so hard for this if it wasn't an anniversary present, right? And it wasn't my wife's favorite band. And she even to the point, she's like, "Let's just forget it. Let's just go out to dinner or something." Like you know what? I'm like, "No, goddamn it!" Like. I was all proud that I did this. Like I went on the first day they were on sale. They went on sale like right around our anniversary. So I was all like, this is a great anniversary gift. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. No, I'm going to get the goddamn tickets. Like why <laughs> I should have them. You no, know, it's not. Right. It's not like I fucked up. I didn't fuck up. You know? So did, did you think? Uh, did yeah, you, I just want to know. Did you think that StubHub would reply or comment on Twitter? I don't know. I don't know. I know usually that's a dead end when you do. Sh- I know people do that all the time, and I, you know they do it with like 
these major corporations like American Airlines. Yeah. I actually know somebody that did that. And I go, do you think American Airlines gives a fuck <laughs> if you complain? They don't care. Right. I actually did it on, on my son's birthday, though. You remember me telling you that. We had a catering order. Oh, yeah, yeah. Through, through uh, Sam's Club. And they just didn't have it. And they just said they couldn't make it. So I tweeted them and they responded. Oh, they did? No, they responded to me on Twitter and on Facebook. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. They said, please DM us. We want to make this right. And I never did. Wow. You know, we spent, we didn't get charged. And then we just spent more money there, essentially catering our own party, meaning we made the food. Right. Anyway. I have, so like uh, we have for our internet, we use T-Mobile internet which is basically like a, uh, we just have a router that runs off of cell phone towers, the closest cell phone tower to us. Well, uh, which is 200 miles away. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and you know, as well as I do, like the internet issues we've had just from when we first moved out here because of the podcast and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, about six months into having our internet, our router just started shooting craps. Like it, it, it didn't want to work anymore, no matter where I put it in the house. And that's the other thing too, yeah. is that uh, when you live in the woods, you have to move the router around the house to the best spot where you get the best signal. <laughs> Why T-Mobile? Because you guys have T-Mobile as your cell phone provider? No, we don't. We have AT&T as our uh, cell phone provider, but T-Mobile is the only thing around us. Like you can't get fiber internet or charter or anything like There's that. There's no spectrum or anything? Uh-uh, not, ar- not around us yet. Could be a sign. That we live in the woods, yeah. Well, you should move. Anyway, that was more, was more what I was leaning to. Anyways, so yeah. so like six months into having it, we had, you know, decent, like we never really had any, any problems with it. Then all of a sudden it just stopped working. Like our streaming services weren't working and stuff like that. We knew it was the router. So I call them and it automatically sh- uh, sends me to like Indonesia or something. I'm pretty sure it's Indonesia. I think that's where they told me their center is for where it if like i think like kansas city's the hub but if you don't get kansas city it goes straight over there anyways so i dealt with this woman for like an hour and she was telling me that um she was going to add a new line to my account they couldn't just give me a warranty exchange for the router they had to add a new line to my account and then she had to call the closest store to me, have them hold me back a router, and then I would have to go over there and do everything there. So this this was like an hour and a half, two hour process of the, her doing all of this. And um, so after we got off the phone with her, I had my wife call the local store that this woman had talked to. And uh, my wife said, hey, you know, this is all everything that went down. All we need is a new router. Um, This lady told us that she was calling you, that she was going to have all this set up and everything. And he goes, "Uh, yeah, she called me. I have no idea what she's talking about. And I have nothing. I have no idea about a router. So after two hours on the phone with this woman, they have no idea what she's talking about or are trying to do. And uh, they're like, we can go ahead. We can try to add a line if you want. I was like, is that what we need to do to make this happen? And they're like, well, we could just do a warranty exchange. They're like, but let's go ahead and try to add the line. They try to add the line, and apparently there's too many people in our area that have that have signed up and are running off the same towers that they're afraid that it's going to cause interference for people's uh, lines. So they would not let me add another line to my account that I already have an existing line on. 
So what was the solution? Uh, finally, I went into the store and I talked to the manager there and I said, hey, listen, two hours on the phone and then talking to you guys and everybody's telling me that apparently I can't get this done. And he's like, let's just do a warranty exchange. Give me 20 bucks and I'll order you a new, a new router. And then I went in and got it the next day and brought it home and it's worked fine ever since. Huh. Why didn't they offer that in the first Because day? they don't know what they're doing, I guess. But that's my, that's my story okay. of two hours... And actually, that wasn't the only woman that we dealt with. I'm pretty sure we got hung up on at one point, or she put us on hold, or you know something along those lines. And I've I don't like to be the guy that just like goes straight to a manager or anything. Oh no, that's what happened. My wife was talking to them and said, "I want to talk to a manager right now." So they said, "Okay, I will have my or uh, I will have to send this ticket in, and my manager will call you within the next thirty minutes." Well, guess mm. what happened? Yeah. No manager called us within 30 minutes. So then oh, we had to call happens. in again and all that stuff too. So, I mean, I, it, I think it's just a lot of big companies like that, but I never thought about tweeting T-Mobile. Maybe that was a, maybe that was a route I should have taken. You could have, but again, it's, it's silly. I yeah. mean, I, I felt like I felt stupid when I did that, but I was like, I don't care. I'm pissed. Like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like I, I, I think my tweet, to StubHub was simply, hey, StubHub, I hope you show more urgency for a $1,300 order right? than 30 days. Like, I hope you go, hey, that person's a good customer. Maybe she, we should we should refund them a little bit sooner than that. But I know it's not going to happen. Right. Who the fuck am I? They don't give a fuck. What's well, $1,300 to? Well, like, that and hmm. the fact that, well, here's $1,300 credit to where you have to still use it with us. That Yeah, fuck that's like no that's like a that's like going into a store and then being like walmart and then and them screwing you over and being like well here's a 20 dollar gift card but you have to you know you have to spend it here well they gave me 120 percent credit meaning i get all the money back yeah and then plus plus more yeah yeah fuck that i want my money i'm not (laughs) there was one show i wanted to go to and that got fucked up so i'm good thank you yeah you know what sucks more than both of those experiences we just talked about? What's that? The Elvis movie. Have you had any? I have not any interest in watching that. Not really, but I did see your wife's uh, her description of it, and it she posted. Oh yeah, yeah, and it really made me not want to watch it. What did she say? Just saying it was like it was all over the place, and the storyline didn't really make sense, and. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think that's what it she said. Sucked. Something like that. I, I two minutes in, I was like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to do this." Two minutes. Were you two minutes? Um, were you going in it with into it with high hopes? Like, I don't know, no, I don't know how just, much of a. Are you a fan of Elvis, or you just like this? Wanted to hear the story. You remember the what? conversation you and I had about Elvis on this podcast? Uh, and how how big of morons we sounded because. We didn't know shit about Elvis, and I still don't know shit. <laughs> but it's a music, it's a music movie, so I'm interested. I want to see. Yeah. But here's the thing. I wanted it to be dark. Like I wanted them to focus on the dark shit, not the cornball shit that we already know about Elvis. And sure enough, they made a cornball fucking movie. I should have known as soon as Tom Hanks dumb fucking head appeared on my TV. I should have just turned it off because I I cannot stand Tom Hanks. What did he play? Who, or who did he play? He played the colonel, the his manager, Elvis's oh, okay. manager. Okay. But the movie was from his point of view. He was the narrator. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about the colonel. I don't fucking care. 
I want to know about what made Elvis. And I want to know what made him make a lot of the shitty, shitty decisions he made. And I want to know what made him groom a 15-year-old. I want to know what made him like so eh, see it, it was just really corny. It was all over the place, which I and I so I forgot Tom Hanks was in it number one. Number two, I forgot who it was directed by. It was directed by the same guy that did Moulin Rouge and um he did the Romeo and Juliet movie way back in the 90s with Leonardo DiCaprio, which I like that movie. I don't I've never seen Moulin Rouge all the way through. What else did he do? He did the great Gatsby. Okay. The DiCaprio uh, version of that. I like that movie enough, but I, he makes really goofy. He does a lot of like weird transitions in movies and that's what he's known for. And that's what he did with this one. But there, there was no storyline there. It was not good storytelling. It was just, and so the biggest, the biggest thing that before we turn it off, the biggest thing that bothered me about it. So Elvis would have the habit of going into onto Beale street. He hung out on Beale street in Memphis, which were, which is where, you know, all of the, the jazz clubs were. And, and, you know, essentially where all the black people were, let's just call it for what it is. And every time he would cruise down Beale street, they would play modern day hip hop music to like, over-exaggerate the idea that like, whoa, Elvis has entered, Elvis has entered into the, <laughs> the rough neighborhood. I'm like, if you really want to tell this story better, how about you play some of the fucking artists that he fucking took from during that time period? Yeah. How about you play some of those people? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, we don't need you to play modern day grimy hip hop for us to know that Elvis is in a black neighborhood right now. First of all, we have eyes. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> Make it more appropriate to the time and to who Elvis was and how Elvis became successful and why he was even in those neighborhoods. Yeah. He got ingratiated into those neighborhoods because he felt he knew that music and he had covered a lot of those artists, you know, and became successful. Yeah. Why they even let him back in, I have no idea, but they did. So, like, why not play those artists during those scenes instead? It, it just, there's so many things about it before I turn it off bothered me. I was just like, I'm done. I can't. Is he too much of like a rock icon? I guess. Well, maybe not. To I was going to ask, like, to, for for them to make a dark movie about him to talk about the dark stuff. Well, well, I mean, I I just think he the so much. Well, I guarantee you, his estate had a large control over this story. Oh, first yeah, of I'm all, sure, yeah, I guarantee, I guarantee it. Yeah. And, you know, people don't want that side of Elvis being the main, what we remember him for. Right. You know? Yeah. We remember him for the guy that started in the music industry, shaking his hips and driving all the girls wild, causing all this controversy. And then we remember him for the sort of cornball Vegas performer that he ended up dying as. Like, the one co- there was one cool scene that I did enjoy. It was still corny, but it was cool the way they shot it, uh, like the kind of the way that they put it together. But so they, when when they when he was getting when they were getting attacked for him sort of being a bad influence, essentially bringing urban music to a white audience, that was a big deal, you know, because we're still we're in the fifties, so like we're still racially segregated as a country, and but he does this so like after. Tom Hanks's character, his manager, tells him, like, hey, we got to tone it down. No more pink, flashy suits. No more swinging of the hips. 
just be, you know, stationary on stage and sing your songs. You know, Elvis, there's that legendary performance he did at like an outdoor stadium. And I wish I could remember the name of it, but I don't remember. But he basically said, fuck it. I'm just going to go for it. And everybody went nuts. Like people fought with the kids, fought with the police and, the, uh, you know, uh, the the black people in the audience said, fuck your black only section. We're going up. We're going up to the stage. And like, you know, because like African-Americans weren't allowed to be up in front of the stage. They had their own area in the back. Right. Yeah. So it caused all this chaos and the way that they put it together, I thought was pretty cool. But then it got corny shortly after that. And I was just like, all right, man. Like, I, but those are the moments like that's a historic moment. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. so much of like that time period is like, well, Elvis just stole music. I'm like, well, no, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't take writing credits on any of this stuff. Yeah. You know, it's not like he fought to be like, no, no, these are mine. Yeah. He made a lot of money and got very successful off other people's shit. Primarily african-american music but i mean what he did to integrate white and black people and what he did to bring white and black people together i think was huge yeah and i think they could have focused on that a bit more but right after that scene they're like you have to go to the army and you got to go serve two years in the army and then when you get out everybody will have forgotten that you're a shithead because you're a patriot it's like man i'm done i can't can't do this (laughs) (laughs) it's a so, so it's know. so this is a movie about him. It's not considered a documentary, right? Yeah, you know, it's a movie about it's a, you know, it's a yeah theatrical, okay, release, not a documentary. So to really get into like the nitty gritty and the dark side of stuff, you would have to have so, you would have to have somebody making a documentary about Elvis that the, the state that his estate is not a part of, probably. One hundred percent. Yeah. And you you could tell, but again, there have been dark movies made, or there have been movies made about artists where they get pretty dark and they tell, try to tell the real story. Like Ray was got dark at times. Yeah, the movie Ray, uh, The Doors, the movie The Doors was dark as fuck at times. But that's Oliver Stone. You know, I I'm trying to think of another another good example. Well, I'll tell you a, a one that for me was a giant letdown because he's one of my favorite artists of all time. But any movie that's been made about Jimi Hendrix has sucked horribly. And when they made the one with Andre 3000, I was like, that's a home run. How can they fuck that up? And they, it was bad. Really? It was bad. It was cornball. It was cornball. And I don't know if it's the same for Jimi Hendrix as it is Elvis. You know, we don't want the. But. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the Bohemian Rhapsody movie was a little bit corny but it was still good and i don't think they shied away from the dark shit yeah so i don't know see it let me know what you think i i, I hated it I hated it the dude that played elvis is a good actor uh, I, I will say that like he was good for what it was okay but i mean i can't say that you've like really made me want to watch it but i might i might attempt it you're, but see, yeah, you're not an Elvis fan either. Yeah, not not much. Yeah, I di- I didn't I didn't grow up around I didn't grow up with his music. Yeah. So it was just maybe I should go back and listen, but I don't know if I give a fuck. Yeah. You know, I just don't know if I care. I'm sure there are some songs that I would go, oh wow, that's pretty cool. 
I'm sure it's still- I, I've learned that about some artists too, or artists where I haven't really, I've kind of just overlooked them or I've very selfishly like, been like, eh, you know, I think the Beatles are one. Like when I go back and listen to early Beatles, I'm like, man, that's really cool. I shouldn't say that I'm not a Beatle fan because I really like that stuff. Elton John is another one. Do you think- Like I have no desire to see that movie about him, but- So you said that it's clear that like the, that like Elvis's estate was part of. Well, I don't know. The, I, I have no idea. Pro- probably, I'm but, but I, I'm curious. Do they do that not because of just making money off the movie, but also most of the time when movies like that come out, streams and downloads and buys and stuff on on their music like skyrockets. You think that's? I know part, it you helps. Think that's part of I, the decision to make a movie like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Did, what's it, the, are there what's any, the? Are there any, are there any good documentaries out about like Aerosmith? Documentaries? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, like the dirt was really good for uh, Molly Crew. It was good for for yeah, it was good. I I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's not I, my favorite. I'm, about, just, I'm just thinking some of those older bands that you know had some pretty wild, you know, like in the midst of the 70s where everything was pretty, got pretty crazy. Yeah. I think a, a, one of the ones that I really enjoyed and I, it kind of went under the radar is the Runaways movie. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. I can't remember who plays, but it's got like the the girl from Twilight in it, and um, she plays Joan Jett. Okay. Which I don't think she did a good job, but the rest of the movie's good. But it, it got a little bit kind of like dark and crazy in that movie. But that was more of like a, a indie flick, if you will. Like it wasn't like a major release. Gotcha. But that was good. I'm racking my brain right now trying to think of movies about historical artists. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I didn't like. I didn't like the the Biggie movie. I didn't like it. When did that come out? That was that, I'll say that wasn't recently, right? I mean, no. I mean, not no, no, no. Let me see. I don't. I don't think it was. What uh, did, What did you oh, think about so that, um, what? what was the movie just called NWA? Straight out of Compton. Oh, straight out of Compton. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I don't know if Loved we ever it. talked about that. Or yeah. Not. Loved it. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Notorious came out in two thousand nine. Okay. Jesus Christ, I didn't think it was that that. Uh, and I didn't like the uh, All Eyes on Me Tupac movie either. I didn't really. I just feel like it didn't do much. I I, I just didn't. I didn't like it. But what do I know? So you you brought up something earlier, and I'm I'm not. I would love to know what you mean by this. Okay, you said something about songs that the radio is overplayed so much that you don't like the band anymore. So I was is that just, a real thing? Uh, I, for me, I guess maybe I know I have I know I, have, <laughs> I would say that's why I I, I know I, I don't have, know if I've ever stopped liking a band because the radio overplayed one of their songs. But maybe go ahead. Well, okay. Here I'll give you an example first. Oh, shit. Let's do this. Here we go. Uh... All right. Now, 
Sometimes I, I need another beer for this. Now, what I what I'm I'm not saying that I dislike the band wholeheartedly, but I'm saying that there that I've heard. It's I guess it's not just radio play, but like so, a certain song or a certain band that you've just heard so many stinking times that you just don't have a desire to listen to them anymore. Okay. 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 So, okay. That's fair. Can I guess? Can I guess right now who you're going to play me? Uh, I've got. I have two of them sitting here waiting, but I I have a third one that I didn't put on there. But can I ahead. guess? Yes. Go ahead and give me one. Journey. No. Damn. All right. That was my <laughs> guess. Really? No journey, huh? Nope. Not journey. Are you ready? Okay. Here's the first one. As ready as I'm going to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I can see it. I know who it is, but I can't. Anyways, so that's number one. Number two. Mm. So the ACDC, I can kind of get with. Beastie Boys, I don't know. Oh, now I can hear that. I'm, I'm, I'm just not. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Beastie Boys just isn't my thing anymore because I've heard like multiple songs by them a billion times. They are an overplayed band on the radio for sure. Yeah, for sure. But my third one would be Metallica. I could see that again. Not that I'm, that. I'm like completely don't ever want to listen to them again. But I don't have it like a desire to listen to the music. I'll be honest with you. I mean, aside from a few songs that I really like by them, I'm not, I'm not a big Metallica guy. Like I'm not rabid like their fan base is, you know? Right. I mean, I can tell you, I can tell you a band who got played so much that I was like, I don't care how good their future songs are. I'm not going to listen to them because I hate this song so much is breaking Benjamin. I hate you so much. What song? Sorry. Diary of Jane? No. The fucking... Show me how it ends That damn song. Okay. Okay. I don't know how it goes. I don't know the words. Do you know what I'm talking... What's that song called? I'm trying to get so to the cold? chorus of my head. Is that... Yeah. Yeah. That was, Okay. Yeah. First album. Yeah. Yep. Or no. How's the verse the go? I think it's the verse that really pisses me off. Look it up. Show me how defenseless you really are. Oh. Show me how defenseless you really are. Yeah. Satisfying. My wife just asked me if I'm having a stroke. <laughs> yes. Um. What is that song called? Well, what was the song? The song that broke them on radio. What's that song called? Are you sure it's not so cold? days come to Shallow Bay. Cloud is over my head. Is that Shallow Bay? What is it? Shallow Bay. Is that right? No, man. Um, the first single they ever had. Polyamorous. Polyamorous? Polyamorous? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I kind of hate that song, too. <laughs> Are you want me to play this? Yeah. Okay. 
I found the chorus. No, 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 the verse really pisses me off. Play that first verse. Oh. Oh. Okay, you gotta stop. <laughs> That's my band. Although I did not know he had a tongue ring during that. That kind of oh, throws me off a little another bit. Another reason I couldn't stand him. Yes, because of a tongue I remember ring? in the music video. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, he's just a, I, I'm look, I, I don't want to be a hater, but she's kind of a nerd. Yeah. Okay. Got hits though. They, so they have a lot, they do? have a lot of hits. Interesting scenario with them too, though. Like how they ended up coming back and all that. Like, is he, do, did do, he have do, some do, kind of a disease yeah, or something? Yeah. Wet brain. Which the is like, is it? Did you just it, say to me? It's called wet brain. It's a disease that, uh, re- like, really bad alcoholics get. What? Yeah. So he had taken time. If, if, from what I remember, he had taken time off from the band because of that. And while he was off, bit members of the band went and re-recorded a song that they had done. I can't remember what song it was, um, but without him yeah. being involved and without his knowledge. So he ended up suing them. And I think in the lawsuit, he ended up, like, the band broke up and he ended up getting all the rights to all the music. And then he ended up getting wow. a new, a new uh, group of people and going on tour again. Interesting. Yep. Wet brain. Yep. I just got some breaking news. Uh oh. They canceled the UFC 279 press conference because Kevin Howell and punched Hamzat. In the face backstage. Oh shit! Yikes! <laughs> you know, see if you, you can find a video of that. I doubt it's up yet. If it just happened. Well, I mean, those I, press conferences usually happen around six our time, so there could be a video. Okay, I'll look it up. I thought I totally thought you were going to say when you said breaking news. I thought you were going to tell me that the Interpol concert was canceled. <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> Dude, why would you even put that out into <laughs> the universe? Because when you started to say canceled, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I no, would, I should funny. have known that if that was what happened, you probably would have just shut everything down and walked away. <laughs> All right, well, we look. Uh, I mean, Kevin Holland punches. Put Kevin Holland, Chemayev get into it backstage or something. Chemayev backstage. Let's try this and see what happens. Uh, talking about a huge altercation. Kam- Amzat speaks out after backstage altercation with Kevin Holland and Nate Diaz. Dana White's already talked about it. This is 12 minutes long, so we gotta... I pulled the wrong, the wrong thing. Um, Diaz versus Amzat. Okay. I, I don't know. Oh, go, go, to the, go, to that, go to that one right there. This one here? No, nope, up, up, up. Oh, wait, what's that? Cancel Dana White cancels press Tom's conference and backstage Kevin brawl, but it says it says Diaz, Diaz and but this is just well, post Kevin Holland and and D Rod are on stage. I wonder what ha- I don't know. Yeah, so maybe it wasn't Kevin Holland. So let me start by apologizing for how long this has been. 
this is a weird, this is the weirdest thing I've ever been a part of. We had a big shit show break out back there. And uh, <laughs> we're going to do this thing different than we normally do. We're going to call them out in twos and uh, keep them out here for a few minutes. Then we'll call out the other two. Trust me. <laughs> this is the way to do it. I was just going to ask if we could start with you, I guess. Can you give us any more details or explanation as to exactly what's going on right now? Shit show. Absolute <laughs> shit show back there. So. I love ask Kevin Holland. questions. Kevin Holland, I hear you might understand why things are a little bit different right now. Can you tell us anything about why, why things are being done as they are? Shit show. <laughs> did, uh, did anything get physical back there? Were you able to stop it from getting that far? Dana, did anything Yeah, get... yeah, yeah. There's lots of crazy shit going on back there, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who cares? Talk about the fight. We got it handled. Okay, I feel like that's all it's going to be Yeah. going to happen. So, so the, my, my, my source is trying to get more on it. I got you. I'll let you know what happens. So <laughs> d uh, in reality, though, isn't it surprising that this stuff doesn't happen more often? Um... In an organ in an organization like that, where you have a lot of hotheads, I mean, I know you have situations like Conor McGregor has been involved in and stuff like that. You mean like Nate Diaz has been involved in? Okay, is that what you meant to say? Uh, well, whatever. But I mean, I think he's kind of proven he's not the most professional guy. Oh, but Conor is. You know, the guy that threw that. a dolly through a bus window. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. But this isn't the first time for Nate, so I'm just saying. Whatever. But, you know, Hamzat was talking all this shit. He did an interview where he was like, yeah, if Nate's guys want to go backstage, we're prepared. It's like, why would you say that? Like, just, just, just like, and Kevin Holland called him out on it. He's like, yeah, he does all this fake ass gangster shit when the media is around. But when the media is not around, he's very cordial with everyone. He's always shakes like hugs and handshakes. Like he's not this guy. Well, it's because it's, it's only when it's you guys, you guys, the media talk to him that he like does this like gangster shit it's because of the story quotes. it's because of the storyline and he knows right well he's got to sell pay-per-views i think this i think this pay-per-view is going to do poorly i yeah i agree i think they're riding on the fact that it's nate and that it's his last fight in the ufc that it's going to sell like a bunch of it's not the best card yeah. i mean that ufc paris card was way better than this card yeah i mean don't disrespect anybody fighting is there are good fights that i'm looking forward to yeah. Did you watch that UFC Paris card yet? No, I haven't. Jesus Christ, man. You got to at least, the very least, watch Gone and Tuivasa. It's uh, it's insane. Really? You have to. Um, and the, so, yeah, I don't the, know. But the Vittori know. fight, I'm, was that good too? That went to decision, yeah. didn't it? Whitaker won by decision, but he's a ninja, dude. Yeah. He is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. 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 And Vittori's got the best chin I've ever seen on any human being. It's like... It's insane. What Although Taito Ivasa did eat a head kick from Gunn, oh, which really? is bizarre. What about Buckley? I know Buckley's a St. Louis guy, and you had uh, you'd posted something on social media about him when he was getting ready to fight. I guess just yeah. promoting because he's a St. Louis guy. Do you know well, him, mean, or do you know people that know him, or anything? Or I know his boxing coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, he goes to. Uh, St. Louis Boxing Academy here, and I know the guy that owns that place and runs that place. Okay. And I was I was messaging back and forth with him uh, throughout the week leading up to the fight, and you know I asked him the question, and I because 
Buckley didn't look horrible, but he just got beat. You know, he, he's too he's the Imovov is just too big for him. Like Buckley, he was having a hard time getting inside, and he tried his best in the third round. Like he went he went for broke. He's like, I'm either knocking somebody out or I'm getting knocked out. Like that was his approach. Like and you know, so I think he did himself a favor if he had just kind of laid down in that third round and just taken the decision loss. And I honestly think his stock didn't go down at all, even though he lost. He fought a ranked guy. In Paris, by the way. If I'm an American fighter, I'm never going over, overseas to fight, especially if I'm a champion. Oh, you want me to fight? They can come over here. I'm never going over there. But why? What's the reasoning? Because he fought that way. Just because it's you got to acclimate to the time change. You got to get there oh, early. Yeah. You got to do all these things. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck all that shit. But he, the, because he fought that way, I think it, his stock will stay the same and he'll probably get another big fight, perhaps against a ranked guy. Maybe. But yeah, no, I, yeah, well, I'm a St. Louis guy. He's excited. He's fun to watch. Yeah. It's fun to watch. Yeah. And I do, like I said, you know, I, I grew up with his, uh, his boxing coach. So, so yeah, I root for him. St. Louis guy. Sure. Yeah. Cool. He looked horrible, but he just, he was just, and I asked his, you know, I asked his boxing coach, I said, have they ever talked about him going to 170? He's like, yeah, it's come up, but he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to weight cut. Because he walks around at like 190, 195 usually. Gotcha. I mean, he's shredded. I mean, he's not, he doesn't have weight to lose necessarily. Right. He's like, because of what he walks around at, he's like, it's it's easy to get to 85. He's like, he just doesn't want to. Makes sense. I don't blame him. Fuck it. Don't do it. But if he fought at 170 and was able to kind of retain the muscle mass and be able to put weight back on quickly and it doesn't completely wear him out, I think he would be dangerous. Yeah, I agree. Dangerous. So we'll think about it this way. Kevin Holland knocked him out. Kevin Holland has, and he's a lankier guy. Don't get me wrong, but Kevin Holland had the power to knock out Joaquin Buckley at 185 and he's down at 170 now. So imagine if Buckley could get down there. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting for any fighter when it comes to, I mean, 15 pounds is a lot of weight, but you know, a lot of fighters just fight up because, so they don't have to cut the weight. You know, but I, I'm sure they a lot of them feel like they lose strength and uh, you know a lot of their assets when they when they cut too much weight, too. So yeah, but you know we've also seen guys cut down to a weight class lower than they they normally fight at, and they just go hog wild on people. Yeah, so. Alex Alex Pajeda says, "See you at the scale," because <laughs> yeah. I weigh two twenty five right now. <laughs> He's bigger than two hundred fivers right now. He's huge, and he has to make one eighty five. Yeah. That's crazy. Insane. Yep. Well, hey, we're coming up on my heart out here. Um, I do want to mention, though, football does come back this week. There's actually a game on right now, I believe, Buffalo and the Rams. Yeah, let me. Do you have it on? Buffalo's winning 7 nothing. Yeah, okay. I have it on. Buffalo's okay. winning. Cool, cool. Uh, uh, first quarter is about to end here. Okay, cool. And um, um, so Sunday... Uh, we've talked about this before, but interesting matchups for both of us because Cleveland plays against Carolina where Baker Mayfield went and Seattle plays against Denver where Russell Wilson went. So should be a, no, actually, I'm sorry. My game's Monday. Denver is Monday. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Geno Smith the starter for Seattle? He is. I know, right? A buddy of my, a buddy of mine, literally texted me today a picture that said, "Imagine being excited for day or for week one of football, and this being your starting quarterback." And it was a picture of Geno Smith. 
what do you just take a, a wild guess? What do you think his record as a starter is in the NFL? Not great. Where was he at before Seattle? Or was he anywhere before? He was somewhere before Seattle, right? <sighs> yeah. Uh, New, the Jets, okay. wasn't it? I, no. no. No, it was somebody after that. The Chargers. Okay. So, let's see here. Career statistics. Eight and eight, three and ten, didn't play one and oh, oh and one, didn't play, didn't play, didn't play one and two. Okay. Yet he beat Drew Locke out for the starting position. Now I think there was a game in preseason Drew that Drew Locke played good. and he threw like three interceptions. So that might have had a, a hand to play in it. But uh, I did see today He's that thirteen and twenty one as a starter. Yikes. I did see today is, that uh, Joe Flacco is starting for the Jets. Poor Joe Flacco. I know, right? But heck, I, hey man, I mean, he's, he, got, a, he's, he's got, got his ring. He's got a starting gig again, right? And he's got his ring. He does have he's his fine. ring. So, Geno Smith, 13-21 and 21 as a starter, 34 touchdowns, 37 interceptions. With a 58.8 completion percentage. Man. Oof. Oof, Seattle. How and, you feeling? And yeah, and they let Russell Wilson go. Look at all that money he got. Dude, he did get a little, lot of money. And a so and seven years with the team. So this is always fun to do. At, you know, start of the season. Make uh-huh. your Super Bowl prediction right now. Oh, dude. Who's playing? Man, there I, I can't make I can't give you two. There uh oh, and, on, and there, there's two reasons. One, because there's been so many changes in this past year in football that like even like massive quarterback changes and stuff that it's hard to predict, but I can't I can't ever keep Tom Brady out of the mix. Um Okay. So just make a prediction. Shit, I don't know, dude. I could see Come it on, being man. I could see it being um I can see the Rams making it again. Okay. So is that your NFC pick? Maybe. Dude. I don't know. Just make I a can't. Prediction. I can't. Give me yours. What okay. do you got? Uh, the Browns are going to play the Packers in the Super Bowl. What year? This year, motherfucker. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Browns Packers. That's my Super With Bowl. With Deshaun Watson as their quarterback? Josh Dobbs. Dude, could you imagine if you have a winning record going into Deshaun Watson coming back and he he becomes the starter and then you guys make it to the Super Bowl and win? Yeah, I can. Thank you. I'm glad you're thinking the way I am. <laughs> I use the word imagine as in like this is an imaginary thing that I just made up. It's probably not going to happen, but it's worth. No, it is. It will. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Nick Chubb might not have any legs by the time they get to the Super Bowl because he's going to he's going to run seventy times a game. Thirty-five to seventy-five times a game. It really just depends he, on. He should have the most yards in football this year. I mean, I I hate it. 
I think it's the dorkiest thing ever. But if I play fantasy football, he's my number one pick. Yeah. In any draft I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a heavy, but, heavy reliance on one guy. Now, make a prediction. Now that you've heard my goofy prediction. I just put the Browns in the Super Bowl against Aaron Rodgers, who I hate. So just make a prediction. Who 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 was last year's Super Bowl? It was the Rams. They beat who? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh man. I could see it being that I could see it being them again. So is that your prediction? No. Fuck. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Buffalo and the Rams. Okay. Yep, that's my prediction. Not a bad. I'm, not a bad. I'm gonna say Buffalo and the Rams, which is a game that's being played right now. But pick. I, I, there's a high potential that that could happen. I don't see the Rams making it back, man. It is insanely hard to get back in the Super Bowl in consecutive years. Yeah, it's it's like for real. Like in professional sports, it's one of the harder things to achieve is getting to back to back Super Bowls. Like it does not happen a lot. Yeah, I don't know if that team's. I mean, they did add a bunch of players. So, mate, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they lost a bunch of key. Well, they didn't. No, because uh, they they got Aaron Donald back. They did lose Von Miller, but he was only there for a year. I guess they still have OBJ, right? They basically have everyone, and they added like they had like. Uh, I know they added on defense. Who was the guy? Is it uh, Troy Hill? They got. They got. Um, yeah, I did see I that. Remember. I did see that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're so gonna, I don't think they got worse. I think they got better. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be they're going to be a stacked team, but. but I'm sure these other teams are going to be improving as well. So, can I tell you who this my sleeper is in both leagues? So in the okay. NFC, it's San Francisco with in Trey Lance AFC, as the quarterback. No, they got Jimmy G back. Yeah, but I don't think he's starting. Why? Because they announced that Trey Lance is going to be the guy. And that's going to last six minutes. Trust I mean, me. I mean, uh, maybe. No. I, I don't know. I, I did yeah, see. San Francisco they, is my sleeper. Because they were, Jimmy G was going to go somewhere else. And I think they like moved money around in the salary cap. And I think, I think Jimmy G took less money to stay. Well, I'm not going to change my pick. So they're my sleeper in the <laughs> NFC. And, and who then else? my sleeper in the AFC is Baltimore. Dude, I've been hearing a lot about Baltimore. Everybody's saying Lamar Jackson is the guy. He just doesn't have a, the ring yet. I mean, I'm interested well, to see that. There are many things offensively that they need to do better for them to be legit Super Bowl contenders. Because I see them play at least the very least twice a year because they're in the Browns division. Yeah, They're really bad on third down. So hopefully if they improve that, meaning – when they have a third and six, he doesn't always run the ball <laughs> because you, you know what's going to happen on third down when you play them. Yeah. He's running the ball. Right. Like there, there's no, you know, so, but they're my sleeper in the AFC. Okay. That'd be crazy if that was the Super Bowl next year. What? Which, I mean, shit, that, that was kind of crazy for me, too, that they announced that Jimmy G wasn't going to be the starting quarterback because they were one game out from the Super Bowl last season. That's what I'm saying. With He's him start as the eventually. quarterback, why they would choose, unless unless Trey Lance is just showing some incredible He's, stuff. I don't think he is. In camp. Something, something's going on. He, I don't think he is. 
<laughs> Jimmy G will be starting by halftime of, of their first of week one. <laughs> he will too. Come on. That's your sleeper. That's your sleeper right there is Jimmy yeah. G. It's just Jimmy G by halftime. Jimmy G by halftime week one. <laughs> That'd be incredible. Well, remember I said it. All right. I heard it. All right. Ready to get out of here? Let's get out. All right. We're out. <laughs>